this week. And so uh, Ephesians chapter number 4, and we will look first, uh, well, only at verse number 31. The Bible says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you do for us. God, we thank you for being so good to us. Lord, we thank you for uh, allowing us to be here this morning to be home at Mountain View Baptist Church. Uh, God, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. Lord, we just pray in this moment as we break this bread, we pray that we would grow from it. God, that we would be sustained by it. Lord, that you would touch us with it. Lord, and I pray that we would open our hearts and our minds to what you have to say. God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. It's good to be back at home this morning. Uh, we missed you Wednesday night, but I'm glad to be back at, at, at my church this morning. Um, this thought came to me. I had uh, been in these texts a few years ago in our previous church uh, preaching and, and preached out of this text. But this thought came to me this week and uh, by way of conviction more than anything. The idea of letting bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. Bitterness is something that it will grab hold of you and it is so destructive in your life. And I had an encouraging message uh, to preach this morning. I had a happy message to preach this morning. I had a, uh, a deep thought to share with you this morning. I had, uh, uh, you know, exegetical Bible study and all the fancy big words that they tell you in Bible college. I had all that ready for you this morning. But I walked in this morning and I'm fighting and I'm dealing with a little bit of a spirit of bitterness. Anybody else in the house could say, I've dealt with that in my life before. I'm having to pray, Lord, purify me. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, help me. Uh, your word tells me to let that go away from me. And uh, if you're honest this morning, there ain't a person in this building I would say that's never dealt with, never felt, never fought uh, with, the, deal with the, uh, the, the subject of bitterness. And if you say you have never dealt with it, then you've just never faced it. You've never uh, looked at it in the eyes and, and gotten rid of it uh, with the help of the Lord. And so the reality is, is his word teaches us to let this bitterness go. What is bitterness? Well, one preacher, I like what he said. He said bitterness is like drinking poison and hoping that, that another person will die. And, uh, and the reality is, is that it's only destructive to me. Uh, have you ever been around someone who is bitter? Uh, as soon as they start talking, as soon as you start hearing from them, as uh, as soon as you, you try to be nice to them, you try to be kind to them, and their bitter spirit brings you down. And uh, that's, uh, that's what I've been fighting. That's what I've been dealing with. Lord, help me to be uh, purified and not be, become bitter and not become hardened to things. Because when I become bitter and I'm hardened to uh, uh, emotional feelings, I'm hardened to uh, uh, compassion, I'm hardened to uh, things where I can uh, show the light and the love of Christ to people in this world, when I'm hardened to those things, I'm, I'm dangerously close to hurting someone uh, that I don't intend to hurt. I'm dangerously close to harming someone that will have a lasting and a long-term effect. Uh, Brother Sam uh, shared in, in our Sunday school this morning, he was talking about someone at the grocery store that was, uh, was uh, giving someone a hard time and, and uh, yelling at him. I believe a store employee, uh, a customer was yelling at a store employee. And I thought, man, that's been me. I've been uh, that person on the wrong end of that stick for sure. And uh, this woman is screaming and yelling and carrying on and, and just carrying on over and over and over about uh, whatever she was angry about. And, and Sam said it broke his heart because he saw that she had a, a 
Christian shirt on, a church shirt on that talked about showing the light and the love of Christ. And the reality is, is I believe that is a product of bitterness. Someone who is hardened to emotional feelings, someone who is hardened to the call and the uh, conviction of the Spirit of the Lord, someone that is hardened to uh, God's Word, that's hardened in their prayer life, is someone who will go out and whether they got a Christian shirt or not on or not, they are hardened towards the world and people who might need to know Christ. That person, that man that, that she was hollering at and yelling at, that person, they, they, they may be on the fence about church. They may have never been to church. They may know nothing about salvation. They may have just been hurt in church. And the reality is, is hardness in the hearts of God's people is a very destructive thing. Bitterness, we must let it go. Get rid, get rid of it. Do away with it. If we don't take our... Now, anger is one thing. Anger, the, did, did, did Christ not teach that we can anger and sin not? I mean, it's one thing to be angry about something, to be frustrated about something, to be uh, aggravated about something. And does it not feel like in this world things just get compressed and things just get compressed and compressed and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down and pushed down? I mean, are you not under somebody's thumb? Are you not under something's thumb? Are you not under the thumb of money? Are you not under the thumb of a boss man? Are you not under the thumb of uh, stress and anxiety and under the thumb of medical issues and under the thumb of debt, under the thumb of whatever it is? Do you not feel the pressure, pressure and the stress? The reality is, is those things, they will make you hard in your heart. They will take you and your reaction to things will be uh, easy, even as I've dealt with in this past week just uh, so quickly and how quickly we can be angry and how quickly we can say something, how quickly we can make a mistake, how quickly we can respond to something, to someone that we love, especially our family, especially people around us, how quickly we turn on them and kind of like a wounded animal uh, we attack. And we do it to the people that we love the most. We do it to the people that we're closest to. We do it to the people that we are around the most. And then eventually, before long, you, you like that feeling. You, you don't care. You, you, just don't, you just don't care anymore. Hey, there's a time where we don't need to give a rip. I'm just being honest. There's a time where you shouldn't give a rip. But the way we treat people, the way that we react to people, the way we react to our spouses, the way we react to our children, the way we react to people around us, what I'm dealing with and what I'm facing with, the anger and the frustration, sometimes even if you don't say it, it will reveal a spirit of bitterness if you're always angry, if you're always frustrated, if you're always negative, if you always find something to gripe about, if you always find something to look on your, over your nose at, if you always find something that you're not satisfied with, that shows a spirit of bitterness on the inside. And God's word tells us to let it go. Your anger, it's one thing to be angry about something. But I was thinking about concrete. You have to form concrete to get it to do what you want it to do, right? There's about a million builders in here. You've got to form concrete to get it to do what you want to, right? What happens if you don't form it? It's lumpy and lopsided. And You ever seen somebody pour concrete? My, my dad used to drive a concrete truck, and he'd, bring, he'd get it, have a little bit of extra concrete. Well, we'd build a driveway with it. It works fine, but the edges, they slope. They just fall off on the sides. They're not squared and... And, and pretty and, and formed right. You know what? In your heart, if you don't uh, take your anger and take your frustration and take uh, uh, the, hate, the hatred that the devil wants you to have inside, if you don't take those things and form those things and tell those things where to go with the help of the Lord, it's going to be lumpy. It's going to be messed up. It's going to be uh, pockmarked and ugly and whatever the names are for all the, the, the problems that, that you have in concrete. If you don't form it, if you don't tell it where to go, if you don't tell it how to be shaped, if you don't put it where it needs to go and let go of it, it forms up and hardens 
It's ugly. And it comes out when you respond to people. It comes out when you talk to people. It comes out when uh, someone tries to be friendly to you and you, you just, you're just so mad at everything, you're just so mad at the world that, that you can't even be happy when somebody smiles at you. You have to form it. You have to tell your anger where to go. Bitterness is also a cancer. It's something that it starts, and what cancer does is cancer consumes cells. Cancer will consume an entire human being's body. And just eat up. You ever heard anybody say that's what we say in the South? Eat up with cancer. What cancer does is it starts attacking one place and it grows and it grows and it grows. And as long as it's being fed, it will grow. The reality is, is you may think this little bit of anger that you have inside, this little bit of frustration you have inside, this little bit of dislike for that person you have inside, you think, well, I can manage it. I've, I've compartmentalized it. I put it where it needs to go. I can handle it. I've learned that things that I think I can handle and things that I think I can control and things I can uh, think I can tell what to do, uh, those things are the most destructive things in my life. It's the same thing with bitterness. You look at it and you say, well, I'll just put it to the side. I don't like them. I'm frustrated with them. I'm angry with them. I have a rightful reason. That's one thing where we go wrong is we think we have a rightful reason to be so hateful towards people, so wrong with us. The reality is, is no matter what people do to us, we're so wicked in ourselves. Hey, they may be wrong, but it doesn't make me right because I'm not righteous enough. I'm not righteous enough to live every day uh, judging that person. I'm not righteous enough to live every day hating that person. I'm not righteous enough to, to, to get what's right. Bitterness first is a rapid problem. Some cancers come on and they attack and they grow overnight almost. People come down with diagnosis that say you have three months to live, you have four months to live, you have two months to live. They were healthy a year ago. They were healthy six months ago. I promise you, you may think you can handle the anger. You may think you can handle that frustration. You may think uh, you can put it in a box and get it out of the way and just tell it where to go and what to do. But the reality is, is you're going to come back in six months. You're going to come back in a year and you'll realize it's grown so big. While you were sleeping at home and while you were going throughout your life, it has continued to grow. It's continued to feast on you. And there's parts and there's facilities of you that you can't control anymore. There's things about you that you have no grasp of anymore because you've allowed the bitterness to grow in your heart. Bitterness grows uh, from or to starts out usually with anger. The reality about anger is we all get angry about things. I've got plenty of stuff I get angry about. What we should do is turn to the Lord and say, God, is this worth any more time? Forgive me for my anger. Forgive me for my flesh. But before I make a mistake, Lord, show me, is this worth even fretting over? Is this worth even fighting over? Is this worth even even dealing with? I would rather toss and turn at night fighting with my anger and my frustration, fighting the devil and, and seeking the help of the Lord than going out in the world and ruining my testimony and the testimony of Christ because I don't deal with my anger. If you don't stop at old Barney, he used to say, what did he say? Nip it in the bud. If you don't nip it in the bud, if you don't, don't get rid of it, if you don't say, God, I need you at this very moment to take care of this, that's where bitter grows from anger to dislike. You get angry at somebody, and if you don't deal with it, if you don't nip it in the bud, what happens? You get to the point you don't like them anymore. Hey, there's a few people in this world I just don't naturally get along with. There's a few people in this world that dislike me. I'm so surprised by that. But, but my anger turns to dislike towards them. 
And what happens is I, I, I'm somebody, I'll be honest with you about somebody. If I, if I see somebody leaning towards somebody that I think will hurt them or getting around somebody that, that's hurt me and I believe will hurt them, I, I'll say, hey, brother, hey, sister, uh, just be careful, be wary. And sometimes that's hurt me, sometimes that, uh, that's fine. But uh, I've done that. I've done that out of a bitter spirit. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anger eventually turns to dislike towards someone. Well, they did me wrong. And, uh, and I've told a story here before, but I know a story of a man. Uh, he, he lives even today in his 70s, and he says that uh, he says this out in public to people. He says, there's a list of people that have done me wrong, and I'm not dying until they die first. How wicked, how wicked a heart, how wicked a heart that that, that is. That's so ungodly. There's nothing spiritual about that. I'm afraid of where that man will face what he'll face when he dies. Because the reality is, is that if we're so hard against the people, even the ones that have done us wrong, and it doesn't change the fact that they may have done us wrong, but the reality is, I don't want to be so wicked. I don't want to be so evil. I don't want to be so hateful that that's my, my attitude. The reality is, is I don't know how the Spirit of God could live in someone like that. Hey, I know I, as a saved Christian how hard I fight to keep from being bitter. But anger, it turns to dislike, and your dislike eventually will turn to hatred. I've heard people say, well, Christians can't hate anybody. But I've got too much flesh. I've got too much flesh. I had a, 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 a time and a spirit where uh, things were going on in my life and I was so hateful towards someone and so angry at someone. They, they had done me wrong. I, I can promise you that. They had done me wrong. I felt so justified being angry at them. You ever been there in your life? I felt so justified. Well, they did. Every time this spirit of anger would come up, I would think, well, they did this to me. Every time I would, I would think, man, I'd see him, Keith. I'd see him at the grocery store. I'd see him uh, uh, at an event or I'd see him passing and, and pass him on the road. Man, that's how you know you're bitter is when you pass him on the road and you get angry. And my dad looked at me and he said, let me ask you something, son. He said, if you never seen this person again in your life, it wouldn't bother you, would it? I said, it wouldn't bother me a bit. And this is somebody close this is somebody close to me. And I realized on the drive to go pick up my soon-to-be wife later that day that I was so bitter and I was so hateful that the thing that was done wrong to me uh, turned from anger to dislike, and my dislike had turned to hatred. I got to the point where this person, I, I, I just, I hated them. I hated their existence. I hated their being. And, and you, say, you may say, well, I've never done that. You're a better Christian than me. That's fine. But the reality is, is I got to the point I was so bitter towards that person. I was so hard towards that person. If I had heard that they died in an accident somewhere, it wouldn't have bothered me a bit. That's how wicked and how, how, how evil and how mean and how hateful this old flesh can get, folks. It's a real thing. And what happens is, is at that point, I don't have a testimony for the cause of Christ. At that point, I, I, Sam, I was turning down opportunities to preach. I, I was not as faithful as I needed to be. I wasn't studying like I should have been. I wasn't praying like I should have been. Because as a Christian, every time I would study, every time I would pray, every time I would try to preach and stand behind the pulpit, something would come up inside of me, and it was almost like the Spirit of God was trying to purge out that spirit of bitterness. And I just avoided trying to be where I needed to be because I knew that I would have to face and I would have to stare down the bitterness in my heart. It grows from anger. That anger, it may seem small, but you must deal with your anger if you want to avoid being bitter. The anger, it turns to dislike. You have someone right now, maybe even as I'm talking, 
uh, at first you kind of smile and you laugh because we're talking about these things, and I'm not calling anybody out, Teresa, I know you just like to laugh. Um, But maybe you smile or maybe you snicker when we talk about this. I do the same thing. But the reality is, is there's somebody even today that I've thought about that I'm bitter towards, that I've, I've got a little bit that I need to deal with. Anybody maybe thinking that? Anybody dealing with that? And the reality is, is that, uh, that, that, that anger, maybe it's turned to dislike. And I've realized even in what I'm dealing with and what I'm facing that there's a, there's a spirit of dislike towards someone that I need to, I need to work on. That I need to, I'm just laying it all out there this morning, folks. Uh, there's a spirit of dislike that I need to deal with. And if you're not careful, that anger will grow to dislike. And that dislike can turn to hatred. And that dislike will control your life. And that dislike will control every day. That dislike will control your thoughts. That dislike will control your prayer life. It will control your study. It will control your fellowship. It will control your worship. It will control you coming to church. You must deal with it at anger You must deal with it at the smallest stage because the reality is even, I hate to use the example of cancer because I know it hurts so many people, but the reality is, is when you go in and it's this huge uh, thing, this huge deal, Brother Jeff just faced something and it could, it could have been completely different. It could have been a completely different diagnosis, but the reality is, is you get there and you realize there's this huge problem inside, but I promise you with this, unlike other things we can, can't control in this world with your anger, your bitterness, your hatred, your, your, your dislike, you can deal with it now. You can deal with it at the little anger stage. You can deal with it at the dislike stage. Don't be like me and have to deal with it at the hateful stage. Deal with it now. It grows from anger, dislike, and hatred. Bitterness is definitely going to be a restrictive problem. It's a rapid problem, and it's also a restrictive problem. First thing that it will restrict is worship. If you're bitter towards somebody this morning, when you walk in the door, if you're not dealing with it, if you're not trying to face it, if, if you're living in that and you're relishing in that and you're not sensitive to the spirit about that, it is going to harm your ability to worship in the house of God. Anything you do in that spirit of bitterness, uh, even though you may uh, push it down inside of you and you may hide it, and we talked about putting faces on, and you can put a face on and come in and, and look a certain way. Uh, you can walk through the doors of this church, and if you're, you're living in that and you're uh, not praying like you should, you're not studying like you should, you're not fellowshipping with the Lord like you should, because of that bitterness, it will hinder your worship. And until you face it, until you get it right, you won't, it won't be right in this church. You won't be able to worship like you once did. You won't be able to fellowship with God's people like you once did. That's the next thing it deals with. It restricts your worship, but it also restricts your fellowship. People can see it. People can, uh, it's kind of like, anybody ever tell you, babies smell fear? I mean, hey, an in-tune Christian can smell bitterness. And an out-of-tune Christian can smell bitterness. A person in Ingalls can smell bitterness. A person down the street can smell bitterness. All you have to do is talk to somebody that's bitter, and it just comes out. You get hard enough, it just comes out. Fellowship is greatly restricted in your bitterness. That other restriction is your prayer life, your study life. Either it won't exist at all, or you'll just be hitting a wall. And you may be praying, this was me, Lord, deal with them. They are so wrong. You just... What was it we read from the book of Psalms? I said, next time you come into a hard time with somebody, just pray the book of Psalms. Lord, break their arms. That was me. I'm serious. I was so bitter. Lord, you show them. They stub a toe. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for showing them they're wrong. Something happened. I told I tell Shelby, I told you this was going to happen. Look at that. 
I'm telling you folks how deep in despair we can get even as Christian people. How wicked we can be. How bitter we can be. How hateful we can be. That when someone is in pain. When someone that has done me wrong. When someone that has, has, has hurt me. Something happens to them. I rejoice. That's wrong folks. That's wrong. It affected my prayer life a lot. It was non-existent. And when it did, did exist and I realized I was just playing games by saying, Lord, fix them and Lord, deal with this and Lord, deal with that, I realized that it was non-existent. Bitterness, next, is definitely going to be a remote problem. It's a restrictive problem, but it's a remote problem. What are you going to be remote from? Well, first thing is you're going to be remote from your family. The ones God's gave you, that may be the one you're bitter towards. That may be the ones you're having a hard time with. That may be the one that you're, you're facing the most difficulty with. But the reality is, is that you're going to be remote from your family. That spouse, those children, those people around you that God gave you, you'll be remote from them. And what a shame it is. One of the very few good things, the only good thing aside from salvation in this earth uh, that we can find is our family and our friends in Christ, uh, those we fellowship with. And the reality, when those, those connections are severed, what do I have left? When my fellowship with my family is disconnected, what do I have left in this world? Because if my family relationship's not right, my fellowship ain't going to be right with you. If my, my relationship with my family's not right, my fellowship's not right with you, my relationship with your pastor ain't going to be right. When my, when my relationship with my family and with my church and, and with, with God, what God's called me to do is not right, how am I going to go out and witness and tell people, come be a Christian? Come be a Christian. You just get to feel bad about being bitter every day. They're better off in this situation than they are. I have the answer and the way out. They're thinking, I'm standing here and I don't have any conviction like this guy's talking about and I can just be bitter the rest of my life. What's the benefit in going and being a Christian? What a testimony that is. People to see me that I live in bitterness and I live in constant, constant turmoil because there's something inside of me telling me that I'm wrong. No, I want to go to people and say, hey, I've been this before, and God gave me the answer on the way out. And he'll give it to you. You'll be remote from your family, your friends, your father in heaven, fellowship with Christians, the calling in your life to call people in and evangelize them. It's a remote problem. Finally, bitterness is a relentless problem. It's relentless. Once it starts, if not dealt with, it will never stop. You give it an inch, it'll take a mile. We know that cliche, but it's so true. Like that cancer, as long as, it'll eat, as long as it can eat, it'll eat. It's a relentless problem. What will it affect? It's relentless in your marriage. I wonder how many marriages have wrecked, burned down, fallen apart, dissipated because of bitterness. I wonder how many jobs have been wrecked and become non-existent, become part of the past because of bitterness. How many jobs? It'll affect your job life. You don't think it will? You think, well, I get to escape when I go to work. Give it a minute. When you're bitter and you're dealing with it and you're not letting God deal with it, there ain't nowhere you're going to be able to go to get away from it. It'll affect your marriage. It'll affect your job as it's been said already. It'll affect your church life. You won't want a fellowship. And the mark of a Christian who's backslidden 
is a lack of a desire to fellowship. You don't care nothing about coming around anymore. You don't care nothing about talking to anybody before. You don't care nothing about being around God's people anymore. You don't care nothing about coming and hearing one of these very encouraging messages anymore. Church life will be affected. Your happiness will be affected. My heart's broken this morning. I had no idea. I thought this would just be one of them tell you what's wrong with you and feel good about me. It's not a screaming, shouting. It's not a good time. It's not anything, but it's so true. There's a, there's a lot in here, I'm sure, probably dealt with it, dealing with it, going to deal with it. And for all that it's not, what it is is his word tells us, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You know, the ingredients for bitterness is that wrath, that anger, the clamor, the evil speaking. All those things is just the ingredients for bitterness. And what does he say in verse 32? And be ye kind one to another. Here it is. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Being tenderhearted. You know, we're so guilty. Men, we don't want to be tender. I don't want anybody to, I don't want to be referred in any capacity as being tender. But you know what? If we humble ourselves, put ourselves in subjection of God's word, man, a tender heart is so precious. A tender heart is so effective. You know, that tender heart, people can see you and see Christ through a tender heart. People can't see a thing through a hard heart. But through a tender heart, you have natural love, you have natural uh, affinity towards people, and uh, on top of the natural love that you show, you will have spiritual direction and spiritual guidance to love people when you're tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. The thing is, my mom sings this song. I'd ask her to sing it if she wasn't in the Amish country this morning. Nail it to the cross. Nail it to the cross. I can't remember all the words. Maybe next time she's here, she can sing it for us. But really, that's enough right there. Nail it to the cross. Maybe you're dealing with what I'm talking about this morning, a spirit of anger. Maybe you're in that stage. You're just angry about something. The devil will, will keep putting that in front of you. I, I shared a, a, a podcast recently. The devil's a master gardener. He puts a seed in the ground. He's never going to miss a chance to water it. He puts a, sows a seed of bitterness, takes anger of your flesh. He wants to sow a seed of bitterness, and he will never miss a day making sure it gets enough sunshine, making sure it gets uh, enough water. He'll make sure that it gets fertilizer. He does his job well. He does his job very well because he wants that bitterness to grow inside of you. If you've got anger, I plead with you. Brother Sam, if you will, come in just a moment. I plead with you, come to this altar. Ask the Lord to help you. If it's small right now, if it's big right now, whatever it is, your bitterness, ask God to deal with it. Brother Sam, come on. If you take account at the end when it comes to bitterness, this little thing you're angry about, stand with me if you will. <clears throat> 